and bless the Lord today. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We adore you, Lord. Thank you for being God all by yourself. Have your way in this place, in this day. We love you. I hope, I hope all of us in here and out there in such a relationship with the Lord that you can say, he knows my name. Oh, Lord, I love your heart. Oh, if he knows your name, you don't need anybody else knowing your name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, glory to God. Now, as we prepare to hear the word of God for today, I invite you to stand out of reverence for God's holy word. We're going to go to the back of the Old Testament. As the Old Testament also predicted the birth of, of Jesus Christ. So don't ever be just a one testament person. The Bible is the Bible. And I think we're living in the Old Testament today. And we need to know God's character like we have never known before. So come with me now to Zephaniah. That's at the back, at the back of the Old Testament. Zephaniah, chapter 3. Zephaniah, chapter 3. Verses 14 through 20. Zephaniah 3, verses 14 through 20. And listen now for the word of the Lord. Sing aloud, O daughter Zion, shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. Because the Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He's turned away your enemies. The king of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, don't fear, O Zion. Don't let your hands grow weak. Because the Lord your God is in your midst. A warrior who gives victory, he will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. Oh, I will remove disaster from you so that you will not bear reproach for it. I will deal with all your oppressors at this time. And I will save the lame and gather the outcast. And I will change their shame into praise and renown in all the earth. At this time, I will bring you home. At this time, when I gather you, for I will make you renowned and praised among the peoples of the earth. When I restore your fortunes, I will do them before your eyes, says the Lord. The word of God for the people of God. You may be seated in the name of the Lord. 
And now I want you to pray with and for me. God, as I stand before your children, I need you now as always. Lord, please allow the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. For you, you are my strength. And you are my redeemer. In the precious and holy name of, of Jesus, I pray. Let everybody say amen. As we gather in this Advent season, we will talk about and celebrate the coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. His birth, but also his return. As he came once, he'll also come again. Smile this morning. Smile, smile. Yeah, look at somebody across the aisle and say, 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 shout about it. I don't know who told the church to be quiet. <laughs> The Bible says, shout about it. In the 14th verse of the third chapter of Zephaniah, we find the people of God being told to sing loud and shout and rejoice. The word instructs them to rejoice with all their heart. What would have to happen? I'm just, I'm just saying. What would have to happen? to tell you and me to sing out loud, to shout, and to rejoice. Oh, glory to God. Well, the people of Israel were told to be in a state of rejoicing. And the question today for us is, why at this verse and this chapter in the Bible, were they so happy? Were they so filled with joy? Well, well, my beloved, whenever, whenever we realize something that we thought would never happen, but it does. Whenever we see something good happen that it, we did not even expect. Whenever we hear something that really grabs our heart. Whenever someone does a marvelous thing for us, whenever, whenever we will make a human demonstration of it, we will have a dramatic response. Oh, I don't know if some understand, but they ought to. We might shout. We might even holler. We may just jump up. We may yell. You may cry. You just can't be still. You can't be still. If you hear that your child just received a full scholarship to college, you can't be quiet. If you find out that you won the lottery, oh, somebody ought to help me up in here. You can't be cool if you get a job that you've wanted for a long time with an increase 
in salary that triples what you were making. Oh, glory to God. You can't be aloof if the man of your dreams finally says he loves you and wants you to be his wife. Hallelujah, glory. You just can't be cold. You can't be cold when your child is lying on the deathbed and a miracle happens. Just listen to me. Listen to me. There are things in life that move a human to expression. Oh, can I get an amen? And so in our lesson, in our lesson, the people of Israel were told to rejoice. Why? Because the God of the universe, the God of the universe had decided to forgive their past sins and come and live among them. Oh, wow. That's something. That's something right there because I'm going to tell you what they went through before this. Uh, before this, they were living in any kind of way they wanted to. The Bible says, sing aloud, O daughter Zion, shout, O Israel, rejoice, exalt with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. Ah, the Lord has taken away the judgments against you. He's turned away from your, he's going to turn you away from your enemies. You shall fear disaster no more. Oh, glory to God, oh, beloved. So let's get to the bottom of what God is doing here. This truth is true. So listen carefully, very carefully. Listen, listen, listen. The reason that we celebrate Christmas, believe it or not, is because Jesus was born. Believe it or not, Jesus is the reason for the season. Jesus was born and God witnessed our failures and changed his mind. I said he, he changed his mind. He changed his mind. Praise God. These people let me tell you something about them. And I'm not gossiping. I'm just telling you. I'm going to tell it. He, Israel, had done all the things that God had told her not to do. They had not loved God. They had not refrained from killing. They had not honored their parents. They had been thieves and fornicators. They had disobeyed God's commandments and done things their own. That. That's not all. They went to church when they felt like it. Ooh. I'm just, I'm just telling the truth. And they didn't even care to take their families. <laughs> Many of them didn't even take care of their families. They slept around. They talked about each other. They were lazy. They followed other gods. They didn't believe enough to be faithful. They lied, stole, and cheated. Oh, I'm not through. I'm not through. They ignored the poor. They laughed at the church. They rolled their eyes at the saints. Didn't like the preacher. They walked away from what was right. They ran after gold and silver and forgot the God of their ancestors. Oh, they made promises to God that they didn't even keep. They made time for everything and everybody except God. Does that sound familiar today? 
as we look at the church, the Christian church in America, and we can say and prove that in the last 50 years in particular, people stopped going to church. The land they lived in, let me tell you something, when, when people stop going to church, the world goes crazy. You want to know what's happening today? What's happening today is that people don't know God in America. And they don't fear God in America. Oh, but here it is, here it is. God was watching Israel. And, and uh, he, they, he watched them fail time and time and time again. I'm telling you, the people were so hard-headed. You know, they should have gone to, ooh, if one of your children was this hard-headed, ooh, don't spare the rod. Jesus has a rod, I just want you to know. God has a rod, and at one point, God has decided to severely punish Israel. Don't get God twisted. Will he get you? Yes, he will. He was going to put a stop to their wickedness and destroy them as a people. Oh, that's what the Bible said. He was going to divorce himself from his sinful children. I'm talking about God. The same yesterday, today, and forever. God who created me and you. God who has all power, all knowledge, and is everywhere present at the same time. God. God who's holy meaning he's perfect. He knows no sin. Sin can't touch him. He loves, but he hates sin. That great God has said in verse 2, let me go to verse 2. Uh-huh, he says, he says, verse 2 of Zephaniah chapter 1, I will utterly sweep away everything from the face of the earth. Woo, sound like a daddy or a mama to me. That's what the Lord says. I'll sweep away humans and animals. I'll sweep away the birds of the air and the fish of the sea. I'll make the wicked stumble. I'll cut off humanity from the face of the earth, says the Lord. God said all of that. And all kind of things were happening in the land. Terrible things. Mass shootings and the weather breaking human recorded records all over the place. As Buffalo, New York, by, by God. Oh, Jesus. But, somebody say, but. But something happened that made God change his mind. Now, he didn't change his character, <laughs> but he changed his mind. And God can do whatever he wants to. You know that his ways are not our ways. <laughs> his thoughts are not our thoughts. God does his own thing in his own way whenever he wants to and however long he wants to. He changed his mind, and he decided not to bring down his judgment upon his wayward children. And God, God can do that. 
Somebody need to say amen. God can uh, do that. He has all power, and yet he has mercy. Oh, praise the Lord. You know, you don't remember with judges these days, people who have the power to make life and death decisions about the circumstances of your life? A judge is given the power to make a, a, a break you. A judge is given the power to put you in prison or to let you go. A judge has authority over the consequences of your situation. A judge has the final word. God is our judge. And our sentence is in his hands. And don't you forget it. Beloved, the children of Israel were told that God was going to forgive their sins and not stand in judgment of their past mistakes and was turning away anybody who had become their enemy. Good God Almighty. The Lord had taken away the judgments against him. He, them. He had turned away all of their enemies. <laughs> now, if that's not something to shout about, if that's not something to sing loud about, if that's not something to holler about, I don't know. When God tells you, I've decided not to send you to hell, but I'm going to forgive all your sins and let you come to heaven, that's something to shout about. Good God Almighty. Oh, this is what God did. This is what he did. He, he watched his children. He's always watching us, you know. He watched his children, and he began to think thinking, God, what in the world is wrong with them? <laughs> Sometimes you might look at your children, what in the world? <laughs> I've given them the best of everything. God said they have the sun, the moon, the stars, the oceans, the plants, the trees. What? what? What's wrong with them? just can't seem to get this right. I gave them the commandments. They know the rules. They, they can't seem to get it. God said, the more I tell them what to do, the more they do something else. The more I remind them, the more they forget. And they ain't old either. He talking about young people now. <laughs> and the God of the universe thought, before I destroy them, before I destroy them, I want to go down among them myself. And I want to show them. I want to model to them. I want to demonstrate for them a way to live righteous. I want to demonstrate a way out. Listen now. The realization that God himself would be in their midst gave the children Israel something to shout about. <laughs> Glory to God. He would no longer be a distant God. He would no longer be way up in the heaven uh, from their reach. He was not going to just sit high. He was going to sit high and look low. And God had made up his mind to forgive their sins and, and come alive in their midst. The king of Israel, the, the Lord is in our midst. You can't get away from God. Stop thinking you hiding. You can't hide from God. You can hide from people. Stop thinking it's a secret. It ain't no secret to God. It's a secret to people. God 
is watching us on that day. It shall be said to Jerusalem, don't fear, O Zion. Don't let your hands grow weak because the Lord your God is in your midst. A warrior who gives victory. And he will rejoice over you with gladness. He will renew you in his love. He will exalt over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. He said, shout aloud, oh, glory to God. Somebody needs to say amen. Say, I receive that. Oh, holla, child, holla. Oh, church, when we realize, I said realize, I keep saying realize, because sometimes we know things, but we don't know things. We, we know things, but we don't know things. Until you realize it in your spirit and in your soul and in your heart, until you feel it. All, all over you until until you can feel like you touch it you don't know it yet you don't know God God is with us God is going through what we go through God is right by our side God's in our home God rides in our car he whispers in our ear he goes shopping with us he sees everything we do knows our name and remembers to wake us up heal our body send us surprises ah he knows how to supply all our needs that's a God that we all need thank you Jesus and so, beloved, now listen, listen. I'm going to say it again. When we realize, realization is more than knowing. It's a combination of knowing and knowing. When we realize that the God of the universe came down from heaven in the form of his own self-self. Somebody asked me a question the other day. I said, you know, Knowing God is as much a mystery as it is knowledge. Some things God can do we could never do. That's why he's God. Okay, so, okay, in the form of his own self, self, and he walked the dusty streets. He ate with sinners. He protected women and children. He fought the scribes and the Pharisees. He stood up for his father God and was obedient until death. He was given the name Jesus, meaning Savior. Oh, my beloved. Oh, when we fall in love with this Jesus man. Nothing like it. He's fully God. And fully human. And when you hold hands with, with Jesus, when you, when you tell him all about your troubles, when you call his name in the midnight hour, when you feel his presence, when you know his strength, when you are aware of his power, when you know how much he cares for you, when you just know that you know that you know that you know that your past is wiped out of God's memory because of Jesus, when you realize that you have another chance, then you will have something, something, something to shout about. Oh, give God glory. Hallelujah. 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 So the Bible instructs us to sing aloud and shout when we realize that God is getting ready to do something 
miraculous for us. Nobody will forgive you like Jesus. Don't forget that now. Nobody will forget your past like Jesus. Don't forget that. Nobody will clean you up like Jesus. Don't forget that. Nobody will wipe away your faults and your failures like Jesus will. He's doing it right now. Right now, Jesus is wiping your slate clean. He knows what you said and what you did and where you went and who you did it with. He knows what you're hiding, where you're staying, what you're thinking, and where your plan to go is. He knows who you've hurt and, he, and, he, and how you hurt him. He saw, and yet, but however, this day, he wants to take away his judgment against all of us who love him. And, beloved, you know what? I can speak for you. can't speak for you. I can't speak for you. Most, most Christians just want to act like they ain't never done nothing wrong. I don't know about it. But, see, you might go to hell for that because that's the biggest lie anybody could ever tell because all of us have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And I, and I can't speak for you, but, but, but in my life, I have some things to be sorry for. Oh, I'm, I'm a good and decent person. I've always been. But I've done some things I wished I had never done. I've said some things. And I wish I hadn't said. I, I thought some thoughts I wish I had never entered my mind. And you know what? Most of the time, the things I did and regret were not things I knew were wrong and did, did them anyway. Many times, they were innocent. I don't know at the time what the long, I didn't know the long ramifications of my actions. Um, probably some money was lost. Some opportunities were missed. Some good times could have been more. Some struggle could not have happened. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. But yet some people were hurt. Some time was wasted. Now, now let me ask you, let me, let me ask you, I'm just dipping in your Kool-Aid for a second. What have you done that you need to let God have this Christmas season? What, what, what do you need? To release today. It's over, done with. You can't go back and do nothing about it, and you can't resurrect it. All you can do is let it go. God is taking away his judgments, he's pouring out his mercy by sending us his only son. Jesus to Christ. Oh, God's mercy is when we are set free 
when before a holy God we should have been sentenced to death. God's mercy is when we were wrong as wrong could be and God did not strike us down. Mercy, mercy is when we should have been put on lockdown and God, God released us. Grace, then there's grace. Then there's grace. Grace is God doing things for us and we don't deserve God. Grace is when God loves us anyway, even when we are ignoring him. Grace is God doing for us what he does not have to do anything for us. He don't have to do nothing for us. Who are we? His grace and his mercy are available to us this day, this season. Listen to me. To repent is more than saying, I am sorry. That's just much too easy. You hear about people getting beat up, women getting abused, and then he done knocked her down and blooded her up and blacked her eyes, and then the next day he come with some flowers. The devil is a lie. The devil is a lie. You show me who you are the first time, and I'm out. Oh, glory to God. To repent, then, is more than saying I'm sorry. That's much too easy. Repent means to say, I'm sorry, and then change. Then stop it. Then never, ever do it again. The Bible says the beginning of wisdom begins when we fear and reverence God. Do you know the main problem today in this country is that people don't fear God? They do anything because they don't fear God. And the Lord says to us this Advent, he'll change our shame into praise. And he'll bring us home to him. God says he will restore our fortunes right before our eyes. Listen, God sent Jesus to live among us. He sent Jesus to get a better understanding of us, to be tempted like we are, to hurt like we do. Jesus comes to save us from sin. Jesus, Jesus comes to free us, beloved, to release us, to, to give us new life, to help us, to heal us, to cleanse us, to give us another chance. Christmas is about one more Chance, hallelujah, thank God. One more chance, thank you, Jesus. One more chance, thank you, God. I thank God just for one more chance to do the best that I can do to be more like Jesus. And so today, just give it up. Stop the worry, stop the anxiety. Stop the anxiousness about things that have passed that you can do nothing about anymore. Just give it up. Because God wants to take away our guilt, shame, worry, our hold on it, and the punishment. Just let it go. Let it go. Oh, whatever happened yesterday, let it go. Whatever happened long ago, turn it loose. Whatever happened the other day, be sorry and repent. Christmas is about God's grace and his mercy. And for that, 
we give him glory. When I was preparing this sermon, what came to my mind was, how can I give thanks for all of the things that God has done for me? Things so undeserved, and yet he died to prove his love for me. And the voices, hollow like the voices of a million angels cannot express my gratitude, all that I have and ever hoped to be. Oh, I hope you love the Lord today. I hope you have accepted Jesus as the Lord and Savior of your life today. Because if you have and when you do, then that's something to shout about. Oh, just go tell it. Go tell it. Tell it on the mountain and over the hills and everywhere in the grocery store, at your grandchild's school. Oh, at your children's house, at your house. Just tell it. Tell it, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Jesus Christ, the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings. Don't be too sedity. Don't be too uppity to shout. Why don't you go, go tell it mountain. Everybody. Over, over the hills, the hills and everywhere. Go, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Oh, tell somebody. Go, go. tell it on the mountain. Over, over the hills and everywhere. mountain oh. over the hills and everywhere go, go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born yeah, there may be those of you who want to give today there are many ways on the website on other ways to give you will see those come up in the video uh, we are grateful for our our team that provides us the training and the expertise of being able to come to you wherever you are. But this is a time to remember that God loves a cheerful giver. What has this word meant to you? Respond. You can subscribe. We'd appreciate that. You can like, we'd appreciate that. And you can send your money. Uh-huh, we show. <laughs> One of the members say, we show appreciate that. You know why? Because you will be blessed. Because God said, give. It is more blessed to give than to receive. And God requires. At least 
I always say, but it's inflation time. The more you give, the more you receive. And so now as we prepare for Holy Communion on this first Sunday, this first Sunday, second Sunday of Advent, but the first Sunday of December as the Advent season continues. You may have your service of home communion with you or car communion or wherever you want to take your holy communion and pass down here to those who in the sanctuary, faithful ones, faithful, don't, don't listen, don't ever make an excuse for not attending worship in one way or the other because God has fixed it to where there are no excuses. <laughs> there are no excuses. We hope you will find the time to come as we are here live, but we hope if you can't do that, you certainly will go virtually like you do so many other things. And so, let us say, the peace, that peace that passes all understanding, the peace of God, that only God can give you, the peace of the Lord be always with God loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Let us pray together the prayer the Lord taught us our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from all that is evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. Jesus invites us, come to me, all you that are weary and are carrying heavy burdens, and I, I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. We invite you now to spiritually unite with all members of Pacoma First United Methodist Church and with all the saints of the church in heaven and on earth and partake of the Lord's Supper that has been consecrated by me. According to the Gospel of Luke, when our risen Lord was at the table with his disciples, 
He took bread and he blessed it. He took bread and he gave it to them. And then their eyes were opened and they recognized him. I invite you now to take the bread. This is the body of Christ broken. This is the blood of Jesus Christ, the cup of salvation shed for you and for me. Let everybody say amen. We thank you, O oh Lord, that through your word and this holy communion, you have given us, your son, Jesus, who is the true bread from heaven and food of eternal life. We lift up to you this day. Please protect us, guide us, direct us, give us traveling mercies. You are the true bread from heaven and food for eternal life. We, we, we lift you up today. These joys and concerns in our hearts, you know them. So strengthen us in your service that our daily living may show our thanks through Jesus Christ. Now, my dearly beloved, as you prepare to leave this sanctuary or to leave in any other way that you may, I pray that God will remind you of something very special, and that is he's doing changed his mind. He's going to save us when we admit our sins and to forgive us. Know that no matter what's going on in your life today, you, 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 you have something to shout about. precious and holy name of Jesus, the name of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let the church say amen. Let the church say